Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. <laughs> Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today, my friends, is Tell Del Tuesday. That's where we bring on someone who has done this stuff that you're thinking about doing, or trying anyway. And uh, hopefully they can share their story and make it more mm, believable to you. You know, the bottom line is that there's a whole bunch of different kinds of people out there. And until you hear someone that sounds like you and acts like you and has the same story as you, you probably don't believe all this stuff is true. So it's our chance to give you an opportunity to hear someone that has a different story than I do. With us today is a great investor. Brian Sutton is has over 2,199 units. I guess it's at that exact number. And uh, he's been doing this for a while, but he's done it very well. And a uh, little disclaimer here, I'm in one of his deals, not all of his deals, but just one of them, and he's done very well with what I've been in. So we want to hear all about his stories. So Brian, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Bill. It's so fun and such an honor to be on the radio with you. We've got a lot to cover today because your story is rather unique, and um, I'm trying to figure out which way I'm going to go. I think I'm going to leave the real estate to later in the show. Let's start out about you yourself. I mean, first of all, how many different cities have you lived in? Just out of curiosity. <laughs> um, you know, I've I think it's about six. So I grew up in Hawaii. Most people listening to the radio will think what everybody else and, and you thought when you first met me is that what is this crazy kid doing moving himself from paradise all the way to Georgia. But there was a plan and there was a, there was a, you know, there's a background behind it. So um, grew up in, in Hawaii. I've lived and worked in on, on the West coast, um, traveled all over the United States, but I'm here presently in Atlanta, Georgia. So what did make you decide to leave Hawaii? That's that's quite unusual. Usually people are trying to get there, let alone trying to come back. 
Exactly. Yeah, it's a great it's a great place to vacation. We actually still have my wife and I are, are originally from there, like I said, and we have uh, family there. So I honestly think it's probably the most beautiful place in the world. But uh, it's it's difficult to live there. And I think if some of your listeners are, you know, I know for me, I started listening to you on the radio out there when we lived in Hawaii. So um, I, if you know you're listening and you're from Hawaii or from the West Coast, I think you can relate to our story in the sense that we were working, my wife and I were working nine to five jobs. We actually both working very high paying jobs, but we were, we had actually a lot of real estate, but we were house poor. Um, Our house is worth a ton of money. We had a ton of debt equity in our house. Um, Just like a lot of, of individuals out there in the, you know, left coast and and the, and the right coast um, where property values are just so high. And even though you're making a great salary, you feel like you're just scraping to get by. And we were stuck in that same rut. And so that really was the precipice to move our family, uh, myself and my wife and the two boys out here to Atlanta, Georgia, is to give us, you know, some more financial freedom. It was to try to flip our financial situation um, completely on its side. And that was really spearheaded by LU and our lifestyle mentors um, by you and what what we teach and what we, you know, what you teach and what we learn through lifestyles was really the spark that had, you know, that caused us to just say, hey, we're in a lot of pain. Um, both of us don't see our kids. We're working just like dogs. There has to be a better lifestyle. There has to be a better way. And so um, with the help of lifestyles and the mentors, we were able to, you know, turn it all around in, in a very short amount of time. So I'm hope I'm hoping our story, I mean, I, I don't feel unique. I feel like we are just average people, to be honest with you. But I hope that, you know, our story can motivate and help some people that may be, it may be in the same situation that we were, which is, you know, working like a dog, working for the man. You know, you got a lot, you got a nice house, it's expensive, but it's not doing anything for you. It's not making you any money. So Lifestyles was, was that that catalyst for to just really change our whole world around. What was your background in, Brian? What, what kind of work did you do? Um, I was in sales. So I did, I did a lot of um, medical device sales. So great industry, by the way. I, I mean, you, you make a really you know, good living, um, but, but you work. And I, tra- I was traveling all the time, uh, late nights, you know, uh, traveling to see customers, traveling for sales meetings. So I didn't have a lot of time, a lot of quality time with my, my kids and my wife. It was, it was a constant hamster wheel. You know, when you're in that sales environment, anybody out there who's in that sales environment right now knows what I'm talking about. They, you, you, you kill it one year, you hit your quota, you kill it one year, and the next year that quota gets raised. And then the next year it gets raised again. So they're constantly kind of raising that bar so you feel like you're on this hamster wheel, just constantly grinding, constantly just working your butt off. And, you know, I got to a point where, you know, you're making six figures, but every year that that same salary is so hard to get because you're, you're the volume of sales that you have to hit just to increase it to get the same amount of pay continues to go up and that that bar continues to get raised. And it's just frustrating and, and oh, it's just exhausting. I think a lot of people can relate to that, Brian. There's no doubt. Um, it's something that we, it, it, all of us that have been on commission sales know what that's like. Uh, and then you add to it the fact that you, you they constantly raise your commission, or maybe they just take your territory away from you. Once you get it all set up, then they take you somewhere else. Let's talk about what, there's two parts I want to get to this, and I don't know how to 
I'm going to let you just sort of chop away at it the way you'd like. But the bottom line is, firstly, what was it that just hit you, that stimulated you? What thought process said, bam, we got to do this thing. We got to, we got to change the way we're living. And then second part to that is, what kind of a plan did you put together? Did you go home and talk with the wife? Well, we're going to change everything. Let's write it down on a piece of paper. Let's figure it out. Or did you just start taking action? So great questions. I'll try to I'll try my best to answer both of them. I am a very methodical person. So for, for those of you out there listening, you know, I get the fact. I mean, you know, you can listen to Dell on the radio. You can maybe do a little bit of research on LU. And, and like Dell was saying in the beginning of the show, it's, you think, oh, well, there's just there's no way I could do that. That's not, you know, you always think of the ways you think of all the things, the possibilities, Um I'm sorry, I back up. You think of all the things, why not to do it? Um, and I'm the same way, but by nature. And so it took me a very long time. I was already doing real estate. So I had that. Um, my dad turned me on to real estate when I was very young. I used to help him fix up his rental property in high school. And he got me investing on, on, in, in real estate on my own straight out of college. So I've been investing since I was 22 years old. I've been doing okay, but I got to a certain point where I knew I had a couple um, – fourplexes and duplexes. And I knew that I needed somebody to teach me how to do apartment complexes. And so that's what really, I, I, that's how I ran into lifestyles. And I probably did about a year's worth of research, calling, looking at better business bureaus, calling my um, fellow salespeople that I knew in Texas and doing a bunch of research on, on, and listening to the radio, listening to you Dell on the radio. And finally I made that decision um, because I think it just got, when I started to see that, hey, this actually, this group actually really could take me to the next level. Um, there was enough, um, there was enough why because we were feeling pain from our own family life. We knew that there was there's a better way to have a better life and structure our life. Um, you know, it's so frustrating when you're making a lot of money, but you don't feel like you're getting a good quality of life. I think what's great about this group is that it really is. It's about it's about you're living. It's about your quality of life. It's not about how much money you make. So there was a point in 2015, 2015 where, excuse me, we just um, decided, we said, look, we're going to, we're going to invest in this, even though we were living in Hawaii still, we're going to invest, we're going to make the investment. Um, once we did, we jumped right on board. We got involved with our mentors. Um, we just immersed ourselves in all the digital learning that you have. Um, and I think it was so great of LU to build that online platform, especially now looking at hindsight, now that COVID hit last year, you know, we actually came on, we weren't in some of the Texas markets where you could go and physically be in a class. We were all the way out in Hawaii. So we did everything digitally and the, the digital classes are just phenomenal. I mean, we, I having been in real estate since I was, I think 22. And I think I joined lifestyles when I was 35, um, 36. I learned more in that first couple months than I did from that time period when I was 22 to 36. Um, just All right, well, we're going to have to class. take a break right now. Brian, we've got to take a break. They're kicking us out the back end here. We'll be right back with Brian Sutton and Del Wamsley Radio Show. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Choice. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time. Del Wamsley. I could Del Wamsley Radio Show with me here today is Brian Sutton out of Atlanta, Georgia. Actually, it's not Atlanta. It's what? What is that? There, Decatur, Georgia. Okay. I've just always associated everything in Georgia with Atlanta just because it's where we... Uh, Spent the time trying to start up there in Atlanta, I guess. But uh, the bottom line is, we've got a guy here, guys. That we have 2,199 units. And, Brian, the question I have for you is, you've got 1,100 units that you're a lead in and another 1,000-plus units that you're in a passive in. Did you start as a passive or start as a lead? I started as a passive. So I, I um, wanted to see how the great leads... Uh, in in the lifestyle community, worked so that was part of part of the process. So I got involved with um, some of the great award winning leads in, in the group and started investing that way. So you were modeling success then, right? One hundred percent, one hundred percent. I I think I alluded to this before, but I I feel very average still. I'm uh, and if. You want to hear about all my shortcomings? Just talk to my wife. I'll bring her on the show one day. But, um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I feel like any if I could do this, that anybody honestly out there listening can do this. They, I, I work. I can do two things. I work very hard, and I know how to uh, become friends with the right people. And, and I think, you know, in LU, it, it's such a unique group. Because you can read all these self-help books that say, oh, well, you know, hang, if you want to be a millionaire, hang out with millionaires. Well, look, I mean, the average, I didn't know any millionaires before. I mean, knew of one or two, um, maybe just happened to get lucky and became a millionaire because their stock portfolio over investing 50 years finally re- reached a million bucks. But I didn't know any millionaires until I got involved with LU. And you see, you go to these meetings and you, and you talk and you network and you see all these um, lead investors and also other passive investors that have just made millions of dollars and you follow their lead. And so someone as average as I, I just with a little hard work, you know, work ethic and positioning yourself to, you know, learn and humble yourself and, and, and realize that maybe the way that I think I was doing things isn't the best way. And that if I model myself, like you said, after these successful people, I can be successful too. And that's literally all I've done for the past, you know, five years uh, here. How many, pa- so, how many passive deals did you do before you got the feeling that you were confident enough to go ahead and do it yourself? Um, I did four. Um, so I did four, and those are the four that I'm still in. And then I started doing lead deals. Um, so we did 
you know, six or six of those after that. And then now what's you, what's funny, Dell, is that I'm come gone completely full circle. I've, I've just invested in two passive deals. I'm going to invest in another two. Um, and I see it as where else could you do this? What other group could you do this where uh, now I'm going to be invested in, you know, out in Arizona, my first couple of deals I've invested in Texas. Um, you can invest in all of these great markets and you have such access to all these great um, human beings and great investors themselves and pull your money up with them and invest. And for me, I started realizing after we did six or so of these that, man, it is hard work. And um, I, although I'm not afraid of hard work, at some point, I don't want to be working this hard. So, you know, my model now is to start veering back towards that passive investing, start looking for, um, you know, good leads and good teams like like we have out here in Atlanta and start investing with those people. Yeah, there definitely is one of those things that most people go through. We go through, I call it the natural progression of a real estate investor is to, to want to go in there and, you know, get in and learn and usually get your feet wet, but you started out by following, which is an interesting approach. Uh, not that it's wrong, it's probably very smart to do. One thing though that I did notice as I was watching and following your career, because I, you know, I get snippets from everybody, all the passives talk to me and say, hey, this is what's going on here, what's going on there, and they, you know, but it seemed to me that you moved very quickly. Would, would you agree with that, that once you got in there to be a lead, you started buying them pretty quickly, one right after the other? Yeah, I think, so we bought, you know, I joined in 2015, spent a bunch of time learning um, in 2016, didn't buy our first deal until 2017. And part of that was setting up the team that we have in place now. So we've got about 80 employees. I've got a, a business partner that has been managing property um, for over 40 years here locally in the Southeast. Um and so it took me a while to network with the help of my LU mentors. It, you know, it took me a while to kind of set up the team that we have here. And then so once we got the team set up in 2017, we bought two deals. In 2018, we bought two deals. Um, uh, 2019, we bought, I think, one deal. And then 2020, I think we bought two deals. So um, we had, and we'd all, we'd sold one. Um, we've actually sold one and we've got one in, um, in escrow to be, it's, that's going to close here very shortly and, and be sold. So that's why I'm only still um, a lead on six of the of those deals. So that was pretty rapid growth once you started um, buying them and being the lead investor. Um, normal person might buy one a year, one every other year, typically, you know, take 18 months to get it turned around and then go buy the next one. You moved very quickly. You believe that was because of the staff that you chose? Uh, 100%. I think if, you know, there's, that's the great part about LU is that you, uh, at Lifestyles, you can mirror and model um, multiple real estate, you know, investors. Um, and, and real estate gives you that flexibility, right, to kind of create your own path. Uh, because I had, um, you know, access to um, a bigger team and, you know, I wasn't the one managing the day-to-day um, I wasn't the one, um, you know, hiring, doing the hiring, doing the firing, dealing with the tenants and the toilets that allowed me to go out and network with the brokers and source the deals, um, and make sure that we were getting, you know, um, profitable deals that, that investors would like. So it was really a team effort. And I think that's, 
really the only reason why we've been able to grow um, the way we have, um, like you said, grow rapidly, but also do it safely, do it smart, and to make sure that we're still be able to deliver on our promises, obviously to our investors, to our, um, you know, to our residents, um, and then also to our, our team. You know, we have, like I said, we've got about 80 employees, and we, you know, we 100% believe by that that rule that you guys have taught us at LU, which is it has to be a win-win-win, right? It's, everybody's got to win. It's, it's got to the residents have to win. They have to have a better place to live. The investors have to win that have put money into the deal, and then also your team has to win. Absolutely. It has to be that way or it's not going to succeed. There's no doubt about it. Um, along with the other motto, which is best product, best price, which uh, obviously you've been able to perform uh, to get the kinds of results that you've gotten so far. Um, when you look back at this right now, is there anything you would have done differently in your approach? Um, you know... I'll tell you what, do this. Hold yeah, on to that. Yeah. Think about that for a second as we go to break, because if you get in the middle of a good story and I have to cut you off, then I'll be upset. So <laughs> go ahead and think about that. What, what would you have done differently? Because you've done everything so right that I've seen following your career. For the rest of you out there, we'll take a short break, and uh, we'll be right back with Brian Sutton and the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Austin's Talk, 1370. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today is Brian Sutton out of uh, Decatur, Georgia. Brian has uh, about 2,200 units, uh, half of which he owns as a lead investor and half of which he owns as a passive investor. Um, as we went to break, I asked him to think about what he might do differently if he were going to redo his career in the business because he had really large level of success so far. Uh, Brian, is there anything you look back at now and you see you might have done differently? Yes, I want to answer this question carefully because, again, we are constantly trying to improve. I think we try to follow the LU map as closely as possible so that we can, you know, try to assure some success. Um, but I would have to say is that the biggest thing I would have done differently, and there's two. One, I would have started earlier. I wish I had, <laughs> I wish I had discovered the, the group earlier. And um, looking back at, at all the mistakes that I made uh, when I was doing duplexes and fourplexes and then doing and it had some single family rentals. I wish that I had known what I know now. And, um, you know, if it just would have, it would have saved me so much time and headache. And then I think the second thing I would have done, um, uh, differently is when I joined, uh, I invest, like I said, I invested in those four passive deals and started kind of investing in, in, you know, using some of our, our money to invest in our own deals, I would have continued, if I had to do it again, I would have continued to invest passively and invest passively earlier 
we there's always this big sense, I think, and especially now, Dell, where there's so much uncertainty in the world, you you tend to want to just like hold on to your money for some reason. And and don't get me wrong, there's always a, there's always a, a a need to have some sort of emergency cash. But I think a lot of us, and I was the same way. It was I was just waiting, and it's like sometimes you look back and you're like, man, what what the heck was I waiting for? You had all the signals, you had all the signs um, that these were going to be good, solid investments. And I just kick myself sometimes thinking, man, I should have invested in that deal. Man, I should have invested more money in this deal. Um, But, you know, again, I always have to go back that money is not everything. We're doing just fine. But if I had to do something over, those would be the two things that I would do. Start earlier and invest uh, more passively. So you, I'm trying to articulate what I think I'm hearing. It's that there, you had laid the balance further on safety and security than you did on moving forward. Is, it, is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, I think so. I think a lot of us are like that, and it's it's natural. Um, looking back on it, though, I of all people, because I've, I've been in real estate, you know, I've been investing in real estate. And so I knew better. I knew that, hey, you know, you, you always hear this I mean, at any point in the market, right? You always hear, that's not a good time to invest in real estate or, oh, this market's too hot or, oh, the market's too low. It's, it's, there's always something. So there's always that chirping. And I think that makes you kind of doubt what you're doing. Um, and I, I, I wish I could tell myself several years ago, like, just go with it, go with it, go with your your head. You, you know, you understand that these deals are sound, they're good. We're investing not on speculation. We're investing for cash flow. We're investing in businesses, solid businesses and solid areas. And, you know, not that not that everything is foolproof, right? I mean, that, there's no investment that's, that's 100% without risk. But um, if I could go back in time and tell myself that, I think I'd be a lot braver to to invest a little bit more and to get started sooner. Okay. Let's move it to current times. Let's talk about last year and COVID-19. With all the projects you're in, did you feel much stress from the COVID-19 or did you get through it pretty easily? So when COVID first hit and they first started shutting everything down, I have to admit I was probably like everybody else. I was panicked. Um, I've got elderly parents who have some health problems. So I immersed myself in it. And, uh, you know, after the initial fear, um, the next reaction that I usually have is let's get educated, right? So what was amazing about Lifestyles was we had a lead investor group where we had an email chain going around with all of some of the best um, lead investors all around the country that were on this email. And everybody was bouncing ideas off of each other and, and sharing of information. And we all were just, you know, it was a, it was really a beautiful time where the community all stepped up to try to help each other um, figure out what the heck was going on. And I think, you know, that really started to change my fear into, okay, let's, what's our strategy? How are we going to get through this? How are we going to manage through this? And um, that, 
just that group and that support was something that I don't think if I was doing this on my own, uh, well, I know for sure that I, I would not have gotten some of the strategies and some of the, um, the support that I did being within this group. And so, um, you know, eventually we, you know, we got hit like everybody else. I mean, I think there's, there's no denying, I mean, this thing was a complete global slowdown. It was an absolute mess. Um, but, um, our overall, our portfolio has performed extremely well. Um, our delinquency was very minimal. Um, we obviously had a few people that were, um, you know, a handful of people that were hit by losing their jobs. And we worked at worked with, worked with those people. Um, you know, we had a few that that may have um, skipped out, um, but the majority, vast majority of our residents um, were were great through this process. And I think we had to change a lot of the way we did business uh, just because of the you know the threat of of COVID nineteen. And so for that, there was, you know, a lot of work that had to be done. So I would say that it was, you know, initially very stressful. I was so glad and happy to have this group. And then we put in a ton of work this year to protect the assets and to, to uh, make sure that our residents were safe, our, our staff was safe, and that um, the businesses themselves were safe. And so overall, um, I'm really proud of how everybody reacted, and I'm, and I'm really, really happy and thankful to have had all the help that we got from all the other leads across the country um, that participated in, in those those um, those email chains and those groups to help us through this. Absolutely. Uh, myself being an operator also, uh, I agree with you. Is Because literally we changed almost everything we did and in many cases almost diametrically backwards from what we did it. In other words, before somebody didn't pay, we'd evict them right away. Now we were mm-hmm. working deals out with people, uh, you know, situations where the we would, our service was jolly on the spot, we'll be right there in your face to, hey, there's the office is closed, the basketball court's closed, the gym's closed, the pool's closed, everything's closed, you have to call us to get us to come to the door. Uh, I mean, it was amazing, you know, and uh, I think we had one employee that got COVID from her family, and, and that was it. And really, it was, it was dynamic situation. So I agree with you 100%. For, thanks for all those people that are listening that were in that group of people that were sharing, because everybody was sharing ideas. And somebody would try something, it'd work, and they'd share it with everybody. We'd all pick it up. If something didn't work, they hey, that didn't work, and we'd all, we'd all learn and not do that. So it really was good. Um, we're coming up on a break here again, so um, I want to come back and ask you a different question. And it's a question that I've started asking people here recently. It's not one I used to ask all the time. Um, But instead of asking you the kinds of questions like, what was the aha moment for you at the two day and what got you, you know, to take the steps necessary, which you've clearly already had put in your mind before you came here. What I want to find out is this, having been here now and had great success, very rapid success that you've had, have you ever thought about when and what is enough? I've asked this people, I've asked this of the top investors. I only ask the very top guys that have already done it and done it well and made a lot of money and have wealth. Is there a point where you've had enough 
And if so, what does that head enough look like? You said you're starting to go back into passives, uh, being a passive again. Let's pick that up when we come back from the break. How does this all end up? And then also we'll answer a couple questions like, you know, what's your goals for your family and stuff like that. So we'll take a short break, right? And uh, let me make sure here's time to go. Uh, yep, it sure is. We'll be right back with Brian Sutton and the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Austin's Talk 1370. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today is Brian Sutton out of uh, Decatur, Georgia. Brian has 2,200 units, uh, half of which is probably a lead investor in the other half of passive. And he's been doing this since uh, 2017. He joined in 2015, but he took all of 2016 to get ready, um, mentally prepared, educated to do this. And then he took off and went just like firecrackers after that. So uh, as we went to break, I told him I was going to ask him a question. So, Brian, we're back now. Uh, the question I asked and I wanted to ask you is, is enough ever enough? Is there an ending point? And if so, what does it look like? This is a, a great question. That's a great question for all of us, I think. Um, first off, some background about me. You will never see me standing in front of a Maserati or some kind of sports car. I just am not. Um, it maybe it's, it's the way that I was brought up. I, I actually don't enjoy spending money. I, actually, I enjoy actually making money more than I do spending it. So <laughs> for me, money, for, I drive a truck. I mean, I I and I probably always will. I, I don't care. It doesn't, I don't find enjoyment out of spending money. It's, it's, and some of you out there listening are like that as well. Some of you aren't, but for me, what money really is, is freedom of choices, right? It's, it's to choose to quit your kid in private school. If you want to, it's to choose to go on that family vacation. If you want to, it's to, um, you know, it gives you more options, right? It's to choose if you don't want to work, you know, you want to stay home and retire or you, you, um, want to continue to work. So for me, the question is, is more about growth and about just feeling like I'm contributing. And I, I want to continue to do that. And, and we've built, we've built a, a, a nice company. Um, I think, do I need to get any bigger than, than this company? No, not probably not. Um, but, to maintain it still takes, you know, time and effort, and it's it's very rewarding for me. It's it's rewarding to see people within our company grow. It's rewarding to see, you know, some of our investors that are invested in our deals being able to to retire, and it's rewarding for me to see building these great places for residents to live and having a safe, clean, you know, best price, best place to live. So, um, I'd like to continue to do that in the short term because. I do have a legacy goal that kind of ties into that, which is I would love to teach my boys um, about real estate. Um, I'd love them to learn how, how we talked about earlier in the conversation that I wish I started earlier. I want to start my boys earlier in this. Um, now, if they want to go off and, you know, be a pilot, be a librarian, do whatever, you know, play the clarinet, that's fine. But I do want them to have the basis and the knowledge um, that I have, and I'd love to pass that on. Um, love to them get them involved with the, the lifestyles family, and 
So that, that I think, is a part of the legacy component. Um, so I, I, the, the goal is to continue to grow, um, continue to grow smartly. Uh, we will probably sell a lot of our properties, so maybe just maintain the type of business, you know, the business model we have. Um, do that so I can phase in the boys and, and hopefully turn them on to real estate investing. Um, and then, like I said before earlier in the show, too, I, I'm 100% focused on investing in other people's deals. I, I, I love um, to invest. You know, I'm, I'm wanting to partner and invest with um, leads that are just starting out because I think that's very important. You know, to uh, it's very rewarding to help people because I've been helped so much. So I want to give back in that that manner. Um, so there's just the it's for me. It's just growth. It's fun. It's as long as I'm having fun and doing this um, and, and feeling like I'm helping and, and we're serving a purpose. I just I want to continue to do it um, until you know I can't. Well, it sounds like it's time for me to give you that conversation that I give all the good investors. Somewhere along the line, you're going to get that phone call. A little knock on the door and says, hey, why don't you come on out and be a, be a mentor and help some other people. So keep that in the back of your mind. Uh, that You've now put yourself in a position by thinking you want to give back and by thinking that you don't want to be the one out there doing all the work, that you can be the person out there helping other people achieve their dreams. So maybe that's something you can look forward to. I would, I would love it. It's, it would be an absolute honor. Um, you know, I hate to have a job again, but if that's a job I had to have, it would be, it'd be a good one. <laughs> well, we don't call it a job around here. We call it being yeah. on the team. <laughs> exactly. exactly. You, you won't find an org chart anywhere with my name on it, I guarantee you. <laughs> <laughs> There's no such thing, man. I think, yeah, there's people here. Well, I don't know. What do they do? They do what they need to do. Whatever it needs to be, they get it done, right? That's what happens. Absolutely. Get it done and give back. I mean, that's the only two things that are important that count, really. Yeah. So um, you said you got something up for sale right now. You're selling one? We are, yeah. Um, so we've been fortunate that we've, you know, been able to reposition some of our assets. We were going to hold them for longer, but um, the, the first property, it happened the same way as the second one. We've just, uh, we got an offer we couldn't refuse, um, and we put it to a vote, and the investors wanted to sell, um, and they're going to make a massive return, you know, probably four times what they could have gotten in the market. So it, it just makes, it just makes sense to, to sell. Um, and, you know, let someone, you know, let someone else um, take the property over and maybe infuse some more money into it and hopefully continue to, to make it a great, great place for people to live. Excellent. I will do one answer to the question that I asked you though, because there is an answer to it. And the answer is you never really quit this stuff. Uh, I sold off my entire portfolio about five years ago and started buying class A's, got out of the C's and B's, just started buying class A's. Then I decided that I was going to go buy some other stuff, and over the last month I bought two already, and I've got four more under contract. And it was, that was after I said I was quit. So the bottom line is, <laughs> is that you probably quit five or six times in your career, and uh, you just keep a little bit of it out there because it's necessary to be out there uh, to create the tax benefits that come along with owning real estate. So you're just going to want to keep doing it. I appreciate you coming on, Brian. Thank you very much. And thank you for sending me checks in the mail as I am a passive in one of your deals. And uh, we appreciate both those things. But for the rest of you out there, remember this. Brian said it eloquently today. He said, we're not doing this for some money, right? That's not what it's all about. It's not just a little more money, a little more money, a little more money like a lot of people think. It's about an incredible lifestyle. <laughs> 
Thank you, Brian. Have a great day. The rest of you, see you later. to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.